Welcome back to Let's Talk Balls. Uh, this is episode four. We got a lot to talk about, so let's just get right into it. Here we go. I do this for my paper chasers, money makers. Ayo, man, the money dangerous, the money makers. Do this for my paper chasers, money makers. Ayo, man, the money dangerous, the money makers. Hold up, hold up. Shout out to Jason Leone for that song. Uh, you can find that at Apple, Spotify, anywhere you want to hear it. It's there. Uh, welcome to the fourth episode of Let's Talk Balls. Uh, today, we're going to start off by talking about our favorite NFL teams that we think have the best chance of making the Super Bowl this year. Um, we're going to name the NFC team that we think is the best right now, along with the AFC AFC team, and who we think has the time to uh, win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, Brennan, go ahead. All right. Uh, we're going to start off with the best team in the NFL. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say my vote goes to the Chiefs as the current best team in the NFL. We got 4-0. Yes, the Patriots are also 4-0. Let me give you why. So we got 2019 averages right now. The Chiefs averages 33.8 points, second in the league. 474.8 yards, second in the league. 370 passing yards, first in the league. And 101.8 rushing yards, that's 20th in the league. So then you look at the Patriots, 30.5 points, fifth in the league. 362.2 yards, 15th in the league. 271 passing yards, 10th in the league. 91.2 rushing yards is 24th overall in the league. And then you look at this. We still got Tyreek Hill is going to be coming back. The Chiefs are doing all this without their number one receiver. They've been, yes, they have new guys going off, and Kelsey's been a magician on the field, but Tyreek Hill is coming back soon. Then we look at the teams that they've played. They've played the Jags, who are 2-2. Two and two. The Raiders are 2-2. Two and two. The Ravens are 2-2, two and two. and the Lions are 2-1-1. and one. But you look at the Patriots, who they played. The Steelers, 0-3. The Dolphins, 0-4. The Jets, 0-3. And, and the Bills were the only real team, 3-1, and one, and they only won 16-10. Yeah, but they beat the absolute piss out of the Steelers, the Dolphins, and the Jets. And the Bills are the only close game, and that's because they have a top-five defense in the league. That's what I'm saying. They beat up on three shit teams. Right, but uh, so like I'll just throw this out there right now. Uh, Patriots have scored a total of 122 points this year, and they've only allowed 33 points. Yes, their points allowed, their points scored to points and allowed. They have the best low. defense in the league, the Patriots so, do. Yeah, I mean, they were talking about it. They were thinking that this is the best defense Bill Belichick has ever had. Yeah, which is scary when you have Tom Brady in your arsenal with Belichick. Right, so um, I'll just go off mentioning this as well. So the Patriots have 83 first downs compared to the opponent who only has 55. They've only given up 243 yards of game. Next closest team is the Bills with 280 on average. They have 10 interceptions alone through four games. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. And then all I have to say is the Patriots' defense, as we just mentioned, I think it's the best Belichick's ever seen. Yeah. And Brady's always going to make something happen on the other side of the ball. He'll yeah. always be able to move the ball, whether he makes a big play or not. As much as I hate him, I yeah. mean, he makes plays. It's so, scary to think of Belichick having the number one defense when you know he's in the film room and he's hiding in the bushes while you're trying to practice <laughs> and this motherfucker's taking <laughs> taking notes the whole entire time. Yeah, so my biggest thing is, is with how dominant their defense is right now, Brady's always going to make something happen. Yeah. And as long as they have a top five defense, he's obviously going to do something with it. Yeah. And how good they are right now, I just see Patriots personally as the best team in the league. They just played the Bills, who are now 3-1. and one. They gave them their first loss, but... Bills are an awesome team. Yeah, we gotta give love to the Bills this year. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I think that with the Patriots, everybody already named this the shit I was gonna talk about. Um, but I think with the Patriots, what a lot of people don't see is that they are a very slow-paced, team-playing-oriented team in the sense that 
They're going to beat you down the field, not with deep passes, but they're going to drive, kill the clock, and they're going to keep their offense on the field as much as they can. And then they're going to put the best defense in the league back on the field. So you're just fucked. Whether you're on defense or offense as the Patriots, you're fucked. Actually, that's uh, sorry. That's a huge thing that I didn't even consider is the Patriots, the way they run their offense, is it's those short passes that keep your defense out there for 20 minutes the whole time. Yep. While Patty Mahomes has a tendency to come in three, four times a game and score on the second play with just a huge pass, which yep. allows that defense to come off the field again. I actually didn't consider that's a good point. Right, and I think, I think when you think about Tom Brady, the Patriots, everyone sees postseason, and we forget about the regular season. But, I mean, if you're going to talk about a team that's been there, done that, they, they're great under pressure. They're great. Uh, they're very calm. And losing a game, they're okay. They're not frustrated. They're not um, scared. They're just going to come out and win the next game after that be, and try to be 15-1 and one or 14-2. and two. And then they're going to get to the postseason, and they're going to do the same shit they did in the regular season. There's no, they're not going to play any games. There's not going to be any tricks, no gambles. They're going to stick to their shit and go on and win the Super Bowl. That's how they do what they do. I think... That's what makes the Patriots the best team in the league is that they are collectively a solid unit. They're going to drive down the field and take 10 minutes off the clock, and then they're going to get you off the field in three minutes, and then they're going to put their team back, their offense back on the field for another 10 minutes. And look at that, it's at halftime, and they're up 14-0. Yeah, it's a low-scoring game, but your offense has only had one drive yeah. because they've been on the field the whole fucking game. They're by far the most intelligent team right. in the league with the – uh, you got to give props to Belichick because you know how smart he is. I think he manages the ball bo- or well both sides of the ball. Is what I'm saying. Like we said, his defense, best that he's probably ever had, is scary for the fact, like you're saying, you're giving a team maybe one or two chances and a half to score against the Patriots, and you know Brady's going to be good for at least one touchdown oh, in the yeah. first half. It is a pretty scary thing to think about. I think too, as we're going off the big plays. I mean, obviously they don't make a lot as a team in general, but they're on the field. Forever, forever, yeah. and to the defense too. Now, for defense to finally make that stop at the twenty-yard line, let's say the Patriots miss a field goal, and then you send out your offense out there just to go three and out. Yeah, that is so demoralizing to a team. It's not even funny. Yeah, and even if they only take that field goal and get the three points, your defense was just on the field for ten straight minutes, and Tom Brady's going to come back and do the same exactly. thing again. Yeah, and you're already tired, so he's going to be able to move the ball just like that. And yeah, boom, hits a slant with Julian Edelman, makes it. Yeah. 20-yard gain here and there, and, you know, throw another one outside. I think it's nice, too, that they're both so drastically different in the fact that the Patriots are very straightforward in their approach. They come and do what they're going to do, and they do it consistently. Whereas you see Mahomes and Andy Reid, they come in, and you know they're going to get you with a deep throat eventually, but it's kind of like you don't know where it's coming from. It changes up a little bit. You know their scheme, but you don't know where it's going to come. And if you're able to limit those options, like what just happened this week, it's – it's a beatable team. Belichick's very good with sticking to his game plan mm-hmm. too. There's very, not a lot good. of teams. Well, cheating that, too. There's yeah. not <laughs> cheating too. Just there's not a lot of teams though that are going <laughs> to come into their house or anything like that and knock them off the tracks. Yeah, it just doesn't happen with the Patriots. As you said, they're a super composed team. Right. So. Yeah, you don't see a lot of the sideline antics that we've seen out of players and coaches this year. Right, and um, I think. In the AFC, we all know that it's the Patriots and the Chiefs battling off, but in the NFC, there is a lot more competition to who could be the top dog. You got the Bears, the Packers, the Cowboys, the Eagles. Um, you got the Seahawks. Every one of those teams is a battler, and this is where you know a bunch of us have strayed about who's the best team in the NFC. And for me, I think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC thus far through Week Four. Trash. <laughs> um, you know, they... Hey man, third quarter Dak. <laughs> third yeah, quarter third Dak. Third quarter Dak. He's on my face. He's a fucking... 
like Superman in the third quarter. So he's unstoppable. He's been perfect on all of his attempts and completions. I forget the yardage. What? They haven't played a real team. They, but they've played good enough. I mean, you just said about the Patriots not being able to play real teams, but yeah. we just sat here and talked about, fuck, they're good. Yeah, you but know, they're, they're fucking good. the Patriots are always good. The Cowboys haven't been relevant for like five right, years. Right, right. But when they have the stats of that they're the first, they're the number one scoring total offense in the NFC this year. They're the third in the league, only behind the Chiefs and the Ravens. That's yeah. the only two teams that they're behind. And those are both in the AFC. And then they're sixth in the league entirely for passing, fifth in the league for rushing, and they have a top ten defense this year, sitting at number seven. So they they have through four four weeks of football, they haven't even allowed over a hundred yards rushing this year. Like yeah. their defense is very very good. Patriots good? No. Is their offense Patriots good? No. But I think that the Cowboys have great utilization on offense, and their defense is good enough to keep them in ball games. And I think. Dak wants to get that money. I think Zeke's got to prove why he wants the money. And they got to come out and ball out, and they're doing it right now. Week four, they're dogs. All, that cereal. all right. I'm saying, Randall Cobb, is Aaron Rodgers would have hit you on that slant in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. Day. I was watching, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Randall Cobb, trash-ass quarterback. Dude, he could have put himself on the fucking Megatron, and Dak still yeah. wouldn't have seen yeah, his ass wide open. Dak's a dog, I don't though. care about third quarter Dak, man. He's trash. They haven't played a real team that's, yet. But the fact that that's the main argument is you can't fight third quarter Dak. What happens when they play a team that they've already put up 28 points on you by the third quarter? Are you going to come out there and be like, well, dude, it's the fucking third quarter. We got King Dak coming on the field. Actually, I'd send Tom Brady out there. He did it in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. That's true. <laughs> like I, yeah. dude, I hate but are, I hate that. Are the Cowboys, so are the third quarter Cowboys... The same I caliber as that level Patriots no. team. Exactly. That's, That's the point. Too. But they're also right. a lot younger. You have to realize that they're a lot, so, lot younger. Brady's got, what, 72 years of IQ in his head? Marshall, stop talking. <laughs> so, for my best NFC team, cool. I'm going to have to go with the Packers. I am a little biased towards it, but... Uh, there's a lot of good play. Aaron Rodgers has been playing extremely well. He has a total of six touchdowns to one interception. Um, they've thrown for 1,000 uh, throwing yards this year already compared to 706 throwing yards from the opponent. Um, they average an interception a game, which is a takeover game. My big things, though, is we did just come off a loss to the Eagles. Eagles were coming out hungry, extremely hungry. It was a must-win game for them. They're a good team. The only issue is... What? Don't they are? They're good. Aren't you the same? Didn't he? Aren't you the same person that when we were talking about top five teams in the league, you're like the Eagles are shit. No, they were. I'm saying that we just came off. He's saying that they came in as a must-win game where they came in on a pivotal moment. Remember when I said stop talking? But I'm saying the Packers haven't played anybody good at all. The Eagles were a top five power ranking team coming into the beginning of the season. They just right, but that's I get that's a power ranking team that's coming off of last season, but this year they haven't done shit. Well, they just got a must-win game against the Packers and put up 34 points. Because the Packers suck. No, they just put up 34 points against one of the top 10 defenses in the league right now. Maybe they're not top 10. And, I mean, as I was saying, is we did just come off that loss, but I, it's on the defense again, which scares the crap out of me because it's been the struggle every year. Aaron Rodgers threw for 400 yards. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the biggest thing is, is we beat a healthy Chicago Bears team Yeah. in the season opener. And the Bears are finally getting credibility back after the last three wins they've had. And I think it's big. I think the Packers, I think just in general right now, I'm going to throw this out there as being best NFC team since we're talking about it. I think the NFC North 
is That's the best conference. Yeah, absolutely. In the division. Absolutely. Division, yeah. Division. division in the NFL right now. Every team's battling. They have – Packers just screwed it up, but they were – everybody was undefeated against out-of-the-side um, conference teams. Yeah. yeah. Which is yeah. just nuts. So, it's fun to watch, but, I mean, when playoff time comes around, it's – it's going to be really, really interesting to see how the NFC yeah. one plays out because the Vikings are still right in there. The yeah. Lions are Bears hanging. There. The Lions no. are hanging. The Vikings They're are getting hanging. real iffy with the whole Thielen issue going down now. Yeah. Stefan's not getting receptions and saying he's going to be looking for a new mm-hmm. team possibly. Thielen comes out, straight out comes out and says, my quarterback is overpaid and garbage. Yeah. How the fuck That's do you... true. How do you... 84 million... Yeah. It's, oh yeah, it's absolutely it's true. But how the fuck do you handle that in a locker room? Are you because you can't? You just paid that guy eighty four million dollars. You can't bench him. Uh, we just you can't cut him. We just watched the Steelers go from a, a decent team every single year to a downfall just because. Oh, running. I know. Yeah, one, one cranky ass wide receiver yeah. and a running back that wasn't happening. <laughs> yeah, I know. Literally. Vikings, goodbye. Yeah, See going off later. that. I'm in the same boat as you, Dakota. I was struggling between the Packers and the Bears on the NFC side. It uh, it gives me the. The edge for me was the Packers beating the Bears head-to-head in week one for the fact that, yes, we held Aaron Rodgers to 10 points, which is crazy, because of our defense, which is seven, yes. But seven with the touchdown, but 10 total is what I'm saying. Um, It was 10-3. I thought it was Mm -hmm. 7-3. 10-3. But so we hold Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, which has always been an offense that thrives, especially in the second quarter. You hold them to 10, which is crazy, but you only score three points. Yes, we've come back and they've won the last three games. And I don't know, it's it's going back and forth for me on the issue that the Packers, we've been given so much credit to their defense, and this is the best defense we've seen since arguably 2010. But they gave up three touchdowns to Jordan Howard. Like He's a dog. I told you guys when we talked about that last he's week. He's not whenever, that much of a dog. But I'm saying, he came out When he was balling. on the Bears, you guys were fucking... Eh, eh. Like and I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, he's a dog, I think he's good. Back. I think he's past his prime, obviously, though. I don't think, that's, to me, that's a Mark Ingram game. Mark Ingram so. last week, yeah. that's a fluke three touchdowns. I, do I don't think that. so, because, um, uh, Eagles coach, I'm drawing a blank, guys, help me out. Eagles coach? Yeah. I know it's a white guy. Yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> I okay, I'm drawing a blank, but anyways. One of the 30. Um, yeah. the entire Eagles organization was complaining that Justin Howard wasn't getting enough, Jordan, Jordan. Jordan Howard wasn't getting yeah. enough work. Yeah. Yeah. And they said that he was going to get a lot of work, and he did get a lot of work, and I think it's going to continue. What do you have, three touchdowns? Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Yeah. He's a dog. Yeah, they shut down the pass game, which is what they've done against every team so far. But, yeah, they let Jordan Howard run three for or run free for three touchdowns. So I see the Bears and the Packers as pretty even right now, as they're both hungry. And the Bears' defense has finally hit full stride. Like, yes, they were really good in week one, but they gave up ten points, which, come on, ten points in the NFL, that's a good fucking game. Right. But yeah, defensive they're game. Great defensive coming out right game. now, they are hungry, especially going into this week against the Raiders where Mac already came out and said that he's been hungry for this game since they traded him. But I think right now, as it stands, I'm going with the Packers over the Bears. So uh, just to last wrap this part up of the uh, podcast, this will be settled this upcoming week because Green Bay and Dallas play each yes, other. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. So I, I'm still going to stick when we go ahead and do our pickums. Yeah. I'm definitely going to take the Cowboys. You know, I'm going to stick by my thing. I'll bet anybody $150 says Dak Prescott throws an incompletion on, in the third in quarter. The third quarter. <laughs> I don't know. I would it. take that. Back. Wait, wait, really <laughs> quickly. I think he does it. I'll really quickly, this side. isn't anything that we had written down for today. But um, Matt, there was a video, uh, Matt Nagy telling uh, Trubisky, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up and I got you. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody on campus today and they asked me about it and they said, oh, what do you think that was? And all that kind of stuff like that. And I'm, 
I'm intrigued to hear your guys' opinion because when I saw the video, I just thought that's just normal coaching. Like that's just normal shit because if the coach doesn't yell at you or doesn't try to – if he doesn't have the balls to tell you, hey, shut the fuck up, he probably doesn't like you and he probably doesn't trust you. So I would rather have a coach tell me, hey, shut the fuck up. I'm going to help you rather than let me say my shit and then he just completely does something different. You know, I, I'm i intrigued to know what you guys think about that whole situation because I think that's normal. I think that's a coach trying to work with his quarterback, not giving up on his quarterback. Um, so, I mean, the way I look at it is the quarterback manages the team. A head coach runs it. Yeah. You have to be able to take criticism as a quarterback. I mean, your favorite and your biggest fan is going to be your head coach, obviously. Um, I think you're just being coached. You yeah. can't take criticism. You don't belong in the NFL. You don't even belong in high school sports or youth sports. Yeah. Yep, I read a great sign once that said, Quit making kids uncoachable because they're not going to be uh, employees, like good employees. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think I agree with Dakota. I see it as Matt Nagy taking over and coaching his players. And the the thing that really shows that for me is we don't see an interview after the game where Trubisky comes out with shades on and is like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Trubisky right. listened. I see it more as I think Trubisky was having an issue with the play calling. I don't think that he liked the scheme that they were running. And I think that Nagy was telling him to shut the fuck up and trust what he's doing as the coach. But like we said, this is something that people who are good coaches are able to do. Like, I remember, we, we couldn't have been older than 10 years old. For those who don't know, Marshall's father and my dad coached our team when we were younger. I can remember your dad when we were 9, 10 years old. Our dumb asses, coach, listen, just fucking, we're going to run 10 guys over here. You whip it this way, we're going to go back that way. He literally would just say, shut the fuck up. I'm going to tell you what's going to work because I have the experience. I'm the coach for a reason. And I'm I think 10. Yeah, exactly. I think that's just him saying, I have this job for a reason. Now let me use my coaching right. ability. Okay, whoa. I was making fucking money when I was at 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, on the topic of that, like, for me, I have a pretty good story of a coach or a person telling me something fucking crazy and that it didn't bother me. So the whole shut the fuck up scenario is one thing, but what's the worst thing a coach has said to you? Or, or just a parent in general. Oh, you already know mine. My coach in high school actually sat me down and told me that I was a cancer to our football team. <laughs> Shout out to Jeff Schroeder if you're watching this stream. <laughs> By the way, have fun leaving North next year. You're a fucking awful football coach. But yeah, so if you want a little background knowledge on it, I was pulled in with our one other linebacker, Ethan Brandt. Shout out to Bransky. Uh, basically, it came down to him saying that the players weren't listening to the coach, which is what we were saying in this whole argument, right. except for the fact that it's a little bit different having Matt Nagy, who's controlling a pretty good Bears team, versus a coach who thinks a towel is a necessity accessory for coaching <laughs> football, and a guy who's had a losing record for the past five years. <laughs> How about you, D? I mean, I was blessed with pretty good coaching. I, I can't believe, I don't know when someone ever like got on me and like, Shit, minimize dude. like who I was. Like, no, they're not minimizing you. They're just kind of like, no, yo, get, D, shut oh, the fuck up, bro. Like getting I in have, your, like grabbing your face mask and telling right. you to pay attention or listen right. to what they're telling you. Oh, uh, it was probably one of my buddies' dad. When my dad used to coach football when I was younger, he used to pick him up by the face mask and rip into us. Yeah, right. See, we I had. I remember what he said. I was only like nine or ten, and he was ripping my fucking. <laughs> we had head such off like my a, body. we had a cosmic split where we went from having coaches. Yes, they were our dads, but they were coaches they who all did care. things in football that were successful, and they were good coaches that would get on you like this, but they were smart with what they were saying. And then we go to high school and we get a coach who Jeff Schroeder couldn't coach his dick into his underwear in the morning. <laughs> 
And it's trying to, it's harder to listen to a guy who you know is wrong and have him tell you, shut the fuck up, I know what's going on. When you tell him to look at the scoreboard and we're down 34-0, so you can't know what the fuck's going on. Right. And um, for those of you that don't know, I, I tweeted this, I think, a day or two ago. Um, the, the story that sticks out in my mind about a person telling me, you know, like, I need to step my shit up, like where Matt Nagy told him, hey, shut the fuck up, I'm going to help you, and we got this. Um, my mom is a very, um, intriguing Sexy woman. Sexy woman. She is an intriguing woman. Shout out to woman. Tina. You better watch your mouth. <laughs> I cut that one. Um, she's, she's very, um, enthusiastic about s- sports and being competitive and That's, she wants all of us to be the best at what we do. Um, enthusiastic. Yeah, enthusiastic. Um, I remember being maybe 13, maybe 12 years old. And uh, I, I used to play quarterback back in the day. I took a shot on the blind side of my back. You know, it, it didn't hurt, but it, it was a big hit, so I cried like a little bitch. And um, I remember saying, hey, I want someone to look at me. Will someone come check me out? And my dad told me to stay in the huddle. And I said, no, 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 like I need help. My dad said, stay in the huddle. And here comes my mom down from the bleachers. Marshall, you fucking bitch. If you don't take that fucking tampon out of your ass and just get in the fucking huddle, I swear you will walk home. And I got in the huddle and I fucking stepped up and, yeah. you know, we went to the Super Bowl that year because I took the tampon out of my ass. And Side nine bar. years later, Marshall's still sitting in the huddle fucking crying with Side a tampon bar. in his ass. You guys have never seen a parent section move farther away from one solo parent than you have seen in that moment. As soon as they heard fucking bitch and tampon come out of that directed to her own son it looked like miss colson literally was spraying aids infected blood into the stands they literally could have gone to the other field and watched you know i just think that today we like not today but not us exactly i think in in the sports world there's been a more of a shift to become a more open environment that this is for everyone and i'm gonna come out and say because i believe these two are with me um Sports ain't for everybody. I'm sorry. If you don't like um, competition, if you don't like not playing, if you don't like that your parents can't do everything for you, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. This ain't for you. I think it changed in the last decade or so. I think that we really shifted from kids wanting to play sports and you wanted to prove your parents, like be have your family be proud and show them your athletic ability. So now parents are putting kids into these things because they want them out of the house for the night or you know what, you should just try it out. Play play this sport after school will be good for you, and kids don't necessarily have the love for the game anymore. But I think that's also like a societal thing. Like We're becoming a lot softer, and it's something that's talked about all the time. Like We have so many things put in place for safety, which, yes, are good things. Would thing, you calm down? You're going to trigger them. Yeah, I'm sorry. Everyone make sure you have <laughs> on your safety lips. blankets. Find the nearest flags that are going to wave you in. <laughs> Whatever they may be, they'll find you. They'll give you a nice ice cream cone. They'll put the flag of safety around you. You'll so go find those. medal that All says right. thanks for coming. Oh, you get. don't forget the, uh, the participation trophy. You <laughs> yeah. leave with one of those. Um, so we wrap that up. You know, I just wanted to get that off our chest. Let, you know, I wanted to hear what they had to say. But um, the next thing we wanted to talk about is that college football uh, holds some of the greatest athletes that we see ever play because these kids – are balling out to be able to play in the league. They're balling out to get their scholarships. And the only way that they make it is by playing every single Saturday, balls to the walls. And a lot of these these dudes get recognized at the wide receiver position, the running back position, and some de- uh, positions on defense. But everybody knows who the head honcho is, and that's the QB. Um, right now we're going to talk about uh, who we think the college quarterback 
uh, scenario going on down there, whether that be with Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts. Uh, there's a bunch of names to throw out, but we're just going to talk about the college uh, QBs and how well they're doing and which team that we see that they'd be fit with in the NFL. Dakota? Oh, you start with me now, huh? I always switch it up. Yeah, we All like right. the stupid opinion first on this <laughs> All one. All right, well, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence right now. Wrong! I mean, for starts, the guy's 6'6 six, six and 220 pounds. He's a fucking linebacker at the quarterback position. Look at that flow, man. How do you not employ flow like that? That's head and shoulders Troy Palm out. <laughs> Um, so I mean, like, some, like, quick notes is a lot of analysts have actually been comparing him to Peyton Manning. His freshman year stats, he threw for 30 touchdowns, he had four interceptions, 65 percentage passing completion, uh, he threw for 3,200 yards, and he was only sacked 11 times. He does have scrambling ability, he doesn't have to use it a lot, but he, like, when he is forced to get outside the pocket, he can do it. Um... I mean, the big things for me is he was a true freshman that won the national championship against Alabama. And whoopee the shit yeah. out so, of Alabama. right there, it shows that he can handle playoff pressure. He's clutch. I mean, he's the only true freshman to ever do it. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. But he walked in and just owned it. Right. Um, and said so he was going to do it for three more times. <laughs> so, that's why I picked Trevor. And then a few other notes of more of like him going in the NFL. What do I see? I mean, he's been compared to Peyton Manning, who is arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, if not the greatest, most people argue. And then... Mike Vick, but yeah. Yeah, I guess. But uh, Clemson's known for produce, uh, producing good NFL quarterbacks. Deshaun Watson. Exa- Watson. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Watson, example. Uh, rookie of the year, almost, until he got injured, but he was on track to Towards be almost like an MVP, practically. Right. Same thing that happened to Wentz. Yeah. And then, I think he would fit really well into Chicago, actually, just because Mitch sucks dick. <laughs> Mitch is pretending to be a quarterback. Well, Trevor, Trevor comes up in the draft, and we trade away fucking seven picks this time to get him. So why, why is Trevor a good fit in Chicago though? What what abilities does he have that would fit Nagy's offense or or anything? Uh, well, I just think he's a good fit because Chicago's really, in my eyes, the only thing that's separating them from the Super Bowl right now is a good quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, I can and agree with that. Quarterback and a better playbook. Yeah, our offensive playbook lacks. Yeah, but I think but that comes also, because your QB isn't good enough to run the plays. You can't run the you plays. Know what I don't think Mitch is terrible, but Mitch and him actually are pretty similar. Mitch can scramble and he's good at extending plays, and so is Trevor. Yeah. But Trevor, I would say, probably has a better arm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, not right now. Maybe not. He's more accurate. He's, he's a quarterback, or he's in the NFL now. He's got a little more muscle yeah. and whatnot, a little more experience now. But I, when he's going to be a second year, I think he'll be better than Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. And they're similar in playing, but he just does everything Mitch does that's better. Cause yeah. Mitch is and trash. taller, right? He's taller. He's taller, yeah. He's 6'6 so, six, yeah. six and 220 pounds. He's three. a literal linebacker yeah. playing that's quarterback awesome. for think, no reason. I awesome. think that uh, Mitch Trubisky reminds me a lot of, if you remember the NIU quarterback, Jordan Lynch, that yeah. the Bears took. Yes, yeah. sir. And I think that the same issue happened with them, but they were able to get rid of him for the fact that we didn't go crazy on him in the draft. I think that it was the same thing. He didn't necessarily play out the way that they expected him to. But I think that we put so many eggs in the Trubisky basket that we have to continue to give him the reps and see if we can make it work. But for me, I'm going to go ahead and say that Jalen Hurts is my number one. Um, I'm picking him number one for his mentality. I see him as a guy like Baker's winning mentality where he really he puts everything that he possibly has into winning that football game. He see if he's got five yards to go at the end of the game and everything's blocked, he's not just gonna whip it. 
he's going to go and put his body on the line and try and get that uh, the last touchdown. Uh, his attitude. It's very rare that we see a guy get replaced by an understudy in the title game and then sit behind him to start the next season and come in and switch the spot again and come in like nothing happened, never was saying anything bad. He didn't just up and leave. Yes, he went to Oklahoma now, but he didn't leave on bad terms. Right. That's that's huge for me. That speaks mounds about his character. I think he's just got a solid hat on his shoulders. He's there to play football. He doesn't bitch about anything. And then looking at his stats, so his career stats, he's got – 64.5% completion, 6,900 yards, 60 touchdowns to only 13 interceptions, and 159 QBR. You look at his 2019, he's got 77.6 completion, 1,295 yards, 12 touchdowns, only one interception, and a 249 QBR. Then you look at, uh, since you brought up Trevor Lawrence, I got to compare his stats naturally, <laughs> and he's got 2019, he struggled so far. He's got 61.8% completion, 1,100 yards, which is pretty stout. And then he's got eight touchdowns, five interceptions, and only 143 QBR. While we're looking at, though, Tua has been off to a crazy season with 76.4 completion, 1,718 yards, 23 touchdowns, and zero interceptions. But what really sets Jalen apart for me is where I was I was talking to Mar about this a little bit ago. You know Tua, I see him like a Patty Mahomes almost, where he's just, you know that he can hit you deep and just sling the ball and score quickly. But I really see Jalen as, okay, you shut down my deep threat. I'm going to go to my side routes. I'm going to throw it middle. You shut that down. You shut down my long threat. Fuck you. I'm going to go and I'm going to run the ball and jam it down your throat. I'm going to run some play action and get my pass game back. He's very versatile. Uh, well, we already know that Oklahoma produces quarterbacks for the yes, NFL. Yes, they do. Murray, Baker and Mayfield. My big thing is, is Tua has the best threats in the nation. Year in and year out, yeah. Alabama. Oh, you're There's saying he has the best the, skill set around him? Absolutely. He's, he's the, the he always has consistently the best supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for Jalen to go to Oklahoma and still produce numbers like Tua is, yeah, on a team that's not as oh, good. Absolutely. I mean, they're still a powerhouse. Don't get me wrong, but they're not as good yeah. as Alabama football. No one's ever as good as Alabama football, except for Clemson last year. Yeah, right. Because you know Trevor Lawrence, yeah, well, runs the like team. I said, but... Look at look at Jalen's winning mentality. He didn't eat the W. He ate the whole fucking alphabet. That boy <laughs> sat down with a bowl of Zeke alphabet soup and just destroyed it. I believe that Jalen Hurts is a very good quarterback, but uh, I think. The guy that flies under the radar on most is Joe Burrow. Uh, he's Wrong. The, he is the quarterback at LSU. Um, just this season, he has 1,500 yards passing, 17 touchdowns, and that's only in four games. Um, the guy's got great pocket awareness. He can step up, deliver a pass. Um, he can throw over people. He can throw around people. Um, he's got different arm slots that come out of nowhere. Um, I think... When I was watching him play, I was watching a bunch of his highlights and I was watching a bunch of his stuff from the past weekend. And the only NFL quarterback that I see him that that directly reflects how he plays is Drew Brees. Um, Drew Brees is a great leader. He brings great energy. Uh, he's great in the pocket, steps up, delivers deep balls, uh, fires balls at what looks like 80 miles an hour on a five-yard route. Uh, Drew Brees is very composed. He loves his teammates, and he'll do anything to watch them win. He's a very team-first guy, and that's how Joe Burrow is. He, When he plays, he delivers the deep ball. He steps up, brings great energy. He's the first person to celebrate with his teammates in the, in the, on the touchdowns. And I think that when you have a guy that runs the field like a general and throws the ball like a teammate, it's great. 
Because if he wants to see, see other people succeed, but he wants to make sure that everything's done the right way, he's got to be a dog. And when you have 17 touchdowns in four games, you're a dog. And I think, like Dakota said, Dakota made the, the, the gesture that Trevor Lawrence would look great in Chicago, and we kind of touched on this earlier. I think that Joe Burrow would look very, very good in Minnesota. Uh, their quarterback over there, Kirk Cousins, is horrible. He's Sucks. horrible. Um, and I think if you want to keep Stefan Diggs and you want to keep Adam Thielen and you want to utilize someone like Dalvin Cook, you need a great pocket passer like Drew Brees. Drew Brees uh, keeps Michael Thomas around. He gets other people that want to play there like Des Bryant. Obviously, that didn't work out. But Des wanted to be there because he knew that he would get looks. And then you have a great running back in the years past of Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. I think... You see Joe Burrow go to Minnesota, those guys stay, and now we're talking about, holy shit, the NFC North is is legit. Yeah. Is legit. They're already legit. But I'm saying this is going to take them to a hole. I could see him going to Minnesota as a huge upswing for their offense. Right. But honestly, as we're talking about general, I think Drew Brees is a good comparison, but the more that we talk about him, I see him as comparing to Peyton Manning. Oh, Joe Burrow? He's not as, yeah, yeah, he's not as mobile no, as a no, quarterback. No, 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 My quarterback is compared to Peyton Manning. <laughs> Joe Burrow. But if we're talking Trevor about Lawrence Joe Burrow. Dog. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow as a pocket passer who is a traditional quarterback, who is very accurate and has good arm strength, I see him as someone like Peyton Manning. That's right. literally what Trevor Lawrence is. He right. was being compared yeah. to like Peyton Manning as a senior. I understand year. that. We get that. He's just he's making his own. I'm just saying that I think that's a good comparison as well. That my quarterback's better than both your quarterbacks. So if you could see (laughs) Jalen Hurts playing on a team in the NFL, where would he be? If you had to take a guess, I can't because he can't compete in the playoffs. I saw Jalen Hurts. So you guys want more so which team would fit him better? I think to go off of a team, what really, what I'm trying to really think or wrap my head around right now because I didn't necessarily think about it before would be the necessity for a quarterback that already has these weapons, which is tough because an NFL team that has the weapons usually has the quarterback or the weapons leave. But honestly, I could see Jalen Hurts playing somewhere. I could potentially see him going to Detroit where they have a team that's coming back, trying to make a name for themselves. Um, I could see Joe Flacco's getting pretty old. I could see the Broncos trying to go after him, but I don't necessarily see that being a good fit for him. Honestly, with as... I know Russell Wilson's having a phenomenal year again, but he's getting older. I could see them potentially getting him and letting him learn under Russell Wilson for the last two or three years of him and possibly trying to work him in. I don't know. He's so versatile to me that I almost see him being able to go to multiple teams, except for I don't see him going to a team like the Patriots just because he doesn't really fit their scheme. I think Jalen Hurts for me is a very... um, uh, It's like placing a square object in a round hole. You, you try to put him into different programs, and they either have a great starter already or he's going to be on a shit-ass team. Yeah. You have to find somewhere in the medium, and I think what kind of a situation would work out way, way better for Jalen Hurts is if he got drafted to a team like the Chargers. Phillip Rivers has come out and said that he does not want to play in his 40s. He's 37 years old. Yeah. He, That's actually a good idea. He, He'll sit behind one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. That fucking kills me to say because I hate Phillip Rivers. But I think Jalen Hurts going there and learning from one of the greatest quarterbacks to do it um, and then coming in and playing with guys like Melvin Gordon, Eckler, Keenan Allen, all those guys. He's going to have weapons. He's going to have deep threats. He's going to have great stuff. But I'm just saying you're going to get another running back. I think Jalen Hurts in a situation like that where 
even the Chargers have never had a, a true mobile QB. You know, like if, if they can make the switch to have a deep threat and a run threat, kind of in the sense of Patrick Mahomes, um, Jalen Hurts would fit in a program like LA Chargers. That's where I see him being fit. Yes, he'll have to sit first, but he'd be good there. I don't see Jalen Hurts being an NFL quarterback. I'm just going to throw that one out up there. Why? I just don't. You think he, doesn't, he won't fit in on any of the teams? Yeah, I just don't think he's going to be able to fit in. And I think wherever he gets drafted, he's probably going to be the backup, and then he's just not going to be able he, to. So you perform. think he's going to be like Dwayne Haskins? Yeah, Dwayne Haskins is he, trash. He shit the bed. That's Ohio a little bit State. different. I think, I think Dakota makes a good point, and I think another thing that plays into it is the fact that we've seen for the last two or three years uh, heavy QB-loaded drafts. So you're going to have either a star quarterback who's been there for a couple of years that you're automatically going to sit behind, or you're going to be coming in behind someone that just got drafted that they put a shitload of money and uh, pride into. So it's going to be really hard to take one of those roles unless you're someone like Trevor Lawrence who's been being recruited and being seen as the number one quarterback since the kid was 18 years old. Well, the thing is, too, is that we're watching, um, for a good example, Lamar Jackson right now, yeah, who's a run-first kind of guy. He's got somewhat of a deep ball, but not really at all. And he's he, got the arm, he's just not accurate. He's just not very accurate. Ooh, and Lamar. Jalen Hurts is somewhat similar. He can extend plays in college, mm-hmm. make all that thing, but it's not working exactly like that. And the thing is, is we just watch the Ravens often struggle because they are used to a Joe Flacco yeah. who sits in the pocket, doesn't move, yeah. and delivers a few ball- right. balls. Now you put Jalen Hurts wherever he's going to go, he's going to be a backup. And he's he's gonna have to make the offense adjust to him again. Who who's the quarterback in Denver? What's his name? Joe what? Joe Joe Flacco. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said Joe Flacco, and I'm like, who the fuck Lord, is that? All right. So <laughs> I think we all have some good points there, and then uh, moving on to something that's actually been pretty cool to watch. Now we only have three quarterbacks in the league that remain without an interception. We got Russell Wilson, Marcus Mariota, and Patrick Mahomes. Going off of that, which one do you guys think is going to be the last one standing without an interception? Um, I think when you think of Patrick Mahomes, um, he's a deep threat. And when you get the ball deeper into situations and, you know, he's a very mobile, flashy QB. He likes the no-look passes. He likes the deep balls. Um, he's going to take every jump he can to try to be the most explosive offense in the league. And that comes with the threat of having the most interceptions in the league. Now, Mahomes has never been the most, have ne- has never led the league in interceptions yet. Um, but I think he plays a very dangerous game. Yeah. So I think this week, Mahomes is out for me. I think he's going to throw, throw an interception. Um, and then with Mariota, I just don't see Mariota being able to not throw an interception against the Buffalo Bills. They're... A great defense. I think uh, th- I think they lead the league. Don't quote me, but I think Take that the they lead the we- league in uh, interceptions at five. Mm-hmm. Um, who has more? The Patriots have ten. ten. Okay, so but they lead the league in takeaways. Okay, so the the Bills defense has five interceptions in four weeks, which is astounding. Um, so that only leaves one quarterback left, and that's Russell Wilson. Uh, he plays the Rams this week, and the Rams have four interceptions. Uh, two of which came against uh, Drew, one against Drew Brees when he broke his hand and the ball went up in the air and they picked it off, and also uh, one against Teddy Bridgewater later in that game. So in all reality, 
Um, to me, it only seems like the Rams have three interceptions just because Teddy Bridgewater sucks dick anyway. So they should have they should have got an interception off of him. Uh, I think when you think about the Rams this year, they're very slow. Like I've been saying, their their defense. Is Pathetic. is okay. Pathetic. They just gave up fifty five points to James Winston. Yeah. True. That's Literally. true. That's true. That's true. So they're pathetic. I changed my mind. They they I stink. My mind. They stink. Um, Russell Wilson is gonna fucking eat them up. He's gonna eat them up. He's got a great weapon in DK Metcalf that we haven't seen explode yet. He's got great receivers. He's got great running back in Carson. He's he's rolling. Their team is rolling right now. I think. The Rams are going to have to really, really contain Carson, which opens up the deep threat and the middle threat, and they're fucked. I don't see Russell throwing an interception against the Rams. Uh, I'm just going to go out and say it. They're all going to throw an interception this week. Mark my words. So you think, you think, this, so? is the, you think yeah. this was the last week without one? I'll put yeah. a bet down. I'll put a bet down for next week when we film. No. Yeah, I'll bet you a shot next weekend. Deal. When we film. And they and of all three of them, you get that Emmendorf, your fucking football player is drinking here. <laughs> Come get him, he's going crazy. I think, I think that the <laughs> one only one that does later in Mars. <laughs> hey, those things are dirty. Being no, that's yeah. true. Yeah, that's um, true. So I went. I actually didn't consider the option of all three of them throwing when I was going off of just our question, which is which one. But I'm gonna go ahead and go agree with Mar. I think Russell Wilson, like Marshall said, Mahomes is a flashy player, and he's extremely good at what he does, but he's a gunslinger first. So he puts himself at a higher risk to throw those picks, even if it's not his fault. Say one of his receivers falls or it's a tip ball and they just make a great play. I see him as the I see him throwing one this week. Um, Marcus Mariota, like we said, is fucking garbage. Yeah, he had the first game of the season where they went off, but he's not a good quarterback in the NFL. I don't know why the fuck he's the poster child of Tennessee. I, I still don't, I understand that, but I still don't get it. But Marcus bad. Mariota has one game this season where he's thrown over 250 yards. One game. He's not throwing the ball a lot, so when he's actually forced to throw the ball, he, I see him throwing an interception. So, it's going to be hard for all three of those quarterbacks to not throw an interception. I do agree with Dakota. There's a very, very high possibility. So why would you bet me? Because I got my fucking money and my shot on Wilson. I think he's a, I think he's good enough. Don't you know? fuck us over, Wilson. <laughs> All right. Um. So we're gonna get into week. What is this? Four, five. Week, week five, five pickums. Uh, we're gonna go through the Bro, schedule. How are you gonna run a podcast and not know what week of the NFL? Dude, I'm so lost. <laughs> I'm so lost. We're gonna run through the schedule really quick. Uh, each person's gonna say which team they got, and that's it. So go ahead. for the week. Right. Uh, just a heads up. This will now be a challenge. Shout out to Tommy Moretti for giving us that idea. Yeah, we are gonna be tracking so, who has the most correct and incorrect picks. Losers will be taking shots. And also for those of you who joined the Scrot and subscribe to our <laughs> YouTube channel to watch the videos, we're gonna be starting to add fun videos where we do the punishments for the people who have the most incorrect guesses. Or these small games, anything to get the our viewers more involved. So go ahead and make sure the board up there has all of our pages as our email as well. Any comments or anything you guys want to send us to hear us talk about in the future, go ahead and hit us up. But uh, kicking off the predictions, first off we got Rams versus Seahawks. Who you guys got? I got Seahawks because the Rams have struggled against a good offense and gave up 55 points against the Buccaneers. Yep. I got the Seahawks because Russell Wilson isn't going to throw an interception. I have the Seahawks as well, so it's going to be our first wash. wash. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say wash. the same thing. The Rams look slow. They get 55 points to the, you know, come on, the Bucks. The Bucks, really. Winston. 
Winston. Rapist Winston. Hey, man. Them trainers are wild. Don't trigger them. them those college <laughs> trainers are wild. Uh, Jets versus Eagles. I'm going to take um, the Jets. I'm going to take the Jets. Get out of here. I think that the, I think that the Eagles are good. Uh, I just don't think they're great. And I think that the Jets are good, and I don't think they're great. I think Le'Veon Bell has yet to prove uh, that he's old Le'Veon Bell. Shifty, gone. Next thing know, you know, he he's gone. Fucking he looks, so he looks good. He looks good. Eagles defense is decent. Yeah. You're right, but I, that's what I'm saying. I need to see Le'Veon Bell against a decent defense. So hopefully have... Le'Veon takes off. So I got uh, the Jets. We also got to remember there's no Sam Darnold. Right, yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm going with Eagles. I, I like the Jets. Because Sam Darnold's not there, mm-hmm. and the Eagles are coming off a big win against the Packers, and I think they're going to stay rolling with the ball. Yep. They're not playing. They had a very good offense. They put up 34 points. And I think they'll be able to slow down the defense. I mean, or slow down their offense. I mean, granted, they gave up 27 points, but they also played in Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah. it's expected. I have the Eagles as well. Um, like, it's a huge... You can't ignore the fact that Sam Darnold's out with Mono. And your second-string quarterback had a gruesome injury last week. So, you're down to your third string. Oh, who shit. I probably didn't even that. see himself starting a game this yeah. year. Well, I'm getting on the field. Yeah, and the Eagles coming off the big win, they look solid. If they continue to feed Jordan Howard the ball, the Jets' defense is nothing crazy. So I see it as another big win for the Eagles coming. Uh, Jags, Panthers, Minshew. That's it. That's my selection. <laughs> um, I like the Jags' offense, and I like the the Panthers' defense. It's very hard to pick for me. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the same rational, logical thinking that Dakota has. It's fucking Minshew season, boys. It's Minshew season. He's going to fucking beat up on the Panthers. He's going to wear that fucking headband. He's going to stretch naked in the locker room. And then he's going to fucking walk all over Carolina. Yeah. I'm going to also go ahead and go with Uncle Rico. <laughs> I This is going to bring forward a whole new era of Jaguar fans in the sense that we're down with the Jaguars where you already have a very, um, go ahead and say, expressive culture of fans. Yeah. So you're gonna have the homemade jorts coming out. They're gonna <laughs> quit. They're gonna quit banging their cousins and their sisters to turn on the television and see fucking Uncle Rico with the goddamn facial hair of a goddess rolling in the ball over the mountain. Speaking, speaking of the expressive fan bases, have you guys seen the Miami Dolphins tailgates? Bro, yeah. they got, they got stripper poles everywhere. <laughs> well, they can't go to watch the football game. They got to yeah, go for bro, something. I would never let that shit happen in Chicago. A girl would do that and you'd just see a bush everywhere. <laughs> gotta stay warm. A bush? Are you shitting me? She would hit the splits on the pole and the 22 would fall on the ground. She'd be like, shit, that's for my baby. Hang on. <laughs> Oh, all right. Um, Miami, next up, Wilding, baby. <laughs> next up, we got Vikings, Giants. Giants. I'm taking the Giants. I think Daniel Jones looked very good last week. Um, but I said he looked very good last week, minus his two off. interceptions. Um, I think his interceptions were more jittery than they were actual interceptions. Uh, so, Daniel Jones, thanks for coming in and saving the program, baby. I'm going to take you saving every week from this week on. Uh, I got the Giants. I got the Vikings because of their defense, but the thing that does scare me is there's now a lot of tension in that locker, in the locker room. room. Yeah. I also took the Vikings, but I see it as a pivotal moment. I think it's a 50-50. I think with your two receivers now that are arguably have been for the last three years top five receivers coming out and saying that we either want to leave or you need to get that quarterback out of there, 
I think they have to change something up right now and make it successful and make those guys happy or they're going to be decimated next year. I wouldn't be surprised if they root for something and pick up a free agent quarterback. Right I now. wouldn't be surprised if they drafted Joe Burrow at quarterback, a.k.a. Minnesota. <laughs> Take the fucking tip, huh? Yes, uh, but I don't think they want to wait an entire season to be good because they have a shot at being somewhat of a contender this year. Yeah. In the NFC. yeah. Next up, we have arguably the most boring game of the week, Falcons versus the Texans. Texans, fuck you, Atlanta. Texans, because Matt Ryan is overrated, and I like Watson. I got Texans as well, but let me go ahead and say this before we wash this. Deshaun Watson and fucking DeAndre Hopkins, if you two don't (laughs) put your goddamn eyes back in your fucking head and remember how to play football, I so help me God, I will come down like the fucking natural disaster that already took place there. I swear, man. These guys literally forgot how to play football. (laughs) That that is not a cut. Wash. Wash. Yeah, wash it out like a natural Oh my god. Hey, don't worry. JJ Watt will come in with his charity and he'll take care of it. Oh my god. Hurricane Brennan's coming down, boys. Um, Bucks versus Saints. I got the Saints. I think the Bucks had a fucking fluke. Um, I think they just took advantage of a Rams uh, organization that's really fucking up this season. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, you fucking stink. Uh, Taysom Hill, I feel sorry for you. Maybe learn to throw the fucking ball so you can play. Um, I got the Saints just because Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, uh, you know, they're, they're a very good team. He's a dog. He's a dog. Hey, best fucking receiver this town's ever seen. Next We're in Pots and Berries. Oh That's my crazy. God. Yeah, receiving subs in your mouth. Jesus. <laughs> I said uh, subs. I got, <laughs> a dick in I got the Bucks because the Saints are another okay defense, and the Rams are a very good defense, and Jameis Winston managed to put up 55 points against them. Yeah. So I don't and Mike Evans is that too. I don't think Jameson is gonna Jameis is going to slow down. Jameson sounds so good right now. It's James. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna slow down and Chris Godwin, thanks for just putting up massive numbers on my fantasy team as you sat on my fucking bench, you idiot. Yep. Same. God, Dakota, you're I got a. Uh, I'm taking the Bucks as well, like we said, coming off of a massive week and arguably a struggling Saints team right now without their captain at the helm. Uh-huh. Uh, Bills, Titans, I'm taking the Bills. Bills. Uh, do we need to debate this one? Bills. Uh, Bills because they almost beat the Patriots, closest game Pats have had all year, and Josh Allen should get back on track. He did have a little rough of a game. He got hammered, too. Well. Yes. Wash. Wash. Uh, Cardinals, Bengals. Don't care for either team, but Cardinals. Joe Mixon's my back, my running back, so I just want Joe to go off. You taking the Cardinals? I got Cardinals. Um... I will pick the Cardinals just because they fucking suck and someone's got to root for them. Uh, I'll take the Cardinals. Patriots, Redskins. Wash. Wash, Patriots. Uh, Hashkin blows, which makes me happy because fuck you, Ohio State. Tom Brady <laughs> is going to go 16-0 and and win the Super Bowl. Tell you what, Dwayne Haskins has done something I didn't think was possible. He's actually made this team so shitty right now that people have completely forgot that they've been arguing to change the name of the organization for the last three years. That's oh, yeah. true. We have I completely forgot forgotten that. because they put a well, fucking turd at that one out. That's, yeah, true. That's true. That is true. Uh, Ravens, Steelers. I got Ravens. Ravens. Ravens because the Steelers blow. Wash. Steelers are horrible right now. Uh, Bears, Raiders. I'm taking the Bears and a big win over the Raiders. Khalil Mack is going to fucking decimate his old team. I think the Bears, just because Mitch isn't playing, so your chances go up. Fucking, you're a douche. (laughs) 
Bears. I got the Bears too. That's Chase a wash. Daniels season, baby. I think uh, sexy Rexy part two. Let's go. That is that is typical. Ooh. I do like that comparison. Uh, but I do I do say the Bears too. Cleo Max a fucking dog, and there's no way that he's not going to try to fuck up the entire Raiders organization and just tell Gruden, "Yo, fuck you, bro." If I was so, John Gruden, I would be having someone stand in front of me just because if Derek Carr, someone ends up near the sideline, Cleo Mack just may have a little oopsie and miss and hit the wrong guy. Lay that fucker out. Knock on your wood if you want Broncos, Chargers. I got Chargers. Was it Broncos, Chargers? Broncos, Chargers. 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 Wait, Melvin Gordon's back? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Chargers. Uh, he's no, he's still supposed to get limited He's limited, but I hope so because Eckler's my running back and he's a stud. Yeah, I got Chargers, though. If he's in the game at all, I got the Chargers. Packers, Cowboys, I'm taking Packers. Packers, because the Cowboys struggled against an actual team, and the Packers are looking to bounce back. Cowboys, baby, come on now. And Aaron Rodgers just came off a 400-yard game, so I don't think he's going to slow down. Colts, Chiefs, I got Chiefs. Chiefs, because of Patty Mahomes. Chiefs, Patty Mahomes, wash. We got to give it to, I just think we got to touch on the Colts did have. Jacoby came off of a really big game, but Patty Mahomes will very rarely be denied a touchdown. I don't think we'll ever see it back-to-back game, so I think he's right. about to blow yeah, up. Yeah, he was denied that touchdown on that four-yard line. That mm-hmm. was crazy. Yeah. I know. That's all, And you think that, that a guy like Patty Mahomes is going to let that happen again? Yeah. I doubt it. Yeah, fucking and then finally, we got Browns versus the 49ers, which I think is going to be a very good game. I'm taking I got, 49ers. I got Cleveland. I think they're on to something. By the way, if you didn't see, um, there's going to be tryouts at the quarterback position between Baker and OBJ. He threw a 60-yard oh bomb with, with no, no legs. legs. He was in the air. He pulled a contortionist act and threw that fucking ball 60 goddamn yards with no fucking toes. That's true. With no toes. I got to back up more on this, Dakota. He literally, with no toes. He didn't have anybody even rushing. No, no, no. What? No, he, what? what do you mean? He, he had, had a corner coming right in his face and he a got, linebacker. He got hit by two yeah. people and evaded it. With no like toes. This, moving forward. Goddamn Lieutenant Dan took that fucking limp spaghetti arm noodle and whipped that ball accurately to a 50-50 pass 60 yards down the field. And then looked at Baker and didn't say shit. He literally (laughs) just showed him, this is how you throw the ball to me, and then walked away. (laughs) If you haven't seen the play, take a look. Uh, There's going to be tryouts. I legitimately have the Browns, though, because they just held the Ravens to 25 points, which is impressive. And scored a shit ton. And they put up 40 points. And Baker was looking great. And Nick Chubb was a fucking unit in the backfield. Nick Chubb gave me a Chubb. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Did you guys see that picture over the weekend? The all the, the kids. Fans? Yeah, yeah. All the kids. That shit was funny. Uh, there was, was a picture online. Zero. He was zero for no chub. Then one was one and a half. half no, chub. one quarter. It was yeah, a quarter, quarter chub, half, half chub, three, three quarters, quarters chub, full chub. It was fucking hilarious. Yep. So that ends the show for this week. Um, hopefully that we can keep track of our pickums so you know who wins and loss loses. Uh, these pickums of this week. Thank you for listening. We're gonna have a video again this week. Um, so go ahead and watch it on YouTube. Go ahead and listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, there's also going to be a link out for you guys. Um, you yeah. got something to say? Uh, before we go again quickly, we want to say thank you to everyone. We've been growing a lot faster than we expected, and we love all the support and comments we're getting. Um, go ahead and go and check out our Instagram page. We just got a shout-out yesterday from a huge NFL page. Uh, we're growing on Twitter, and our, our YouTube's blowing up. So, again, go ahead and join the Scrote. Come be a part of the sack and, you know, come in and just show us some love. We appreciate it, guys. Subscribe on uh, YouTube, follow on Twitter, follow on Instagram. Do all that for us. Go ahead, D. 
as always, checking out from P Vegas, Wisconsin. See you guys next week. I do this for my paper chasers, money makers. Ayo, man, the money dangerous, the money makers. Do this for my paper chasers, money makers. Ayo, man, the money dangerous, the money makers. Hold up, hold up.